There is a giant spider. There are goblins. Ooh, that's a good cliffhanger. Good, 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 good. This is great material. Welcome to episode 139 of Disembodied Voices, a video game podcast with occasional yetis. This episode is for Tuesday, August 26th, 2014. I'm your host, Brian, and joining me today are three other people who are normally on this podcast, except for one of them who has not been on this podcast for a couple of weeks. That person is Cameron. Hello, Cameron. Tuesday! 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 I made an effort to make the most composed, <laughs> professional opening we've had in a long time. It was it was like NPR around here. And then you guys jump in with your Tuesdays and ruin everything. What, Brian? Uh, that's a terrible accent, by the way. Tuesday. He has a point. You make a point, but not a very good one. Hello, Cameron. That was my introduction. I know. I'm just starting over. No, you don't get to start over. I'm, I'm going to. You can't tell me what to not do. Yeah, Steven, don't start over at this part. Okay, um, in fact, I think I'm going You're to- You're going to loop it, aren't you? Add a lot more Tuesdays in than were originally there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine, I give up. I, I wash my hands of this and also apparently knock my pop screen away um, in anger. Hi, Cameron. Uh, despite your best efforts, it is good to have you back. Uh, you feel sorry for saying that. Apparently. No. No. One day, three years down the road, I'm just going to look back and say, man, that was the tipping point when Cameron stopped liking me. Yep. <laughs> and I regret it. How are you doing today, Cameron? Uh, get, move off of me. Oh, my gosh. There's people <laughs> in this room. I, I never asked how you were doing, but very well. If that is how you respond to courtesy. How are you doing today, Stephen? Well, Brian... Uh, I mean, I'm doing well, but of course I'm a little bit sad as all, all of us are. Um, because this is the last episode of Disembodied Voices. What? We had a really good run up until now. This is news to me. But I'm just sick of it, so I'm not going to oh, do editing anymore. You make a good point. <laughs> Alright, so, I'm cool with that. Bye, guys. Alright. Bye, Cameron. I think we probably should have introduced Zachary before saying we're going to quit. But <laughs> And <laughs> And our last member here today, Zachary I. Walton. Yeah, so, oh, you're gonna, you're not gonna say I just to keep up the, uh, the, uh, suspense over what my middle name is, okay. Exactly. We did believe the last time. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, no, if we're, if we're canceling the show, okay, yeah, no, I'll just go back to playing video games, so. I really like how, um, invested we all are in this at this point. (laughs) Well, I uh, figure we made the documentary uh, and still didn't have the decency to stop. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was almost 38 episodes ago. What was? Uh, that was 38 episodes, the documentary. Oh, really? Yeah. How the heck have we kept going that long? And we haven't put up an audio drama since then. Well, yeah, we have. We have? I wrote one. Oh, the Christmas thing. Yeah. It was just yeah. so forgettable. <laughs> I'm, Man, just, I'm not sure I like you guys tonight. I'm just being downers. Joking. I, well, I was at Sam not being a downer, and then I said, oh, wait, we're canceling the podcast, and your audio drama was forgettable. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. And you refuse to edit it how I want to. I mean, talk about a negative crowd. Tonight. Wow, you're right. Everyone is just making this and as hard think, as possible. To think I once had a dream of making disembodied voices a bastion of positivity and... Um, I think I'm... I don't know. I might be the only one who's carrying that dream alive anymore. And I, I, maybe I, I should just right. stop. You know what, guys? You all stink. Oh, okay. no. No, Brian, we need you. <laughs> all right. Brian uh, is the best. About our... Brian is the best. <laughs> See, I need more of that personal encouragement. I'm just too narcissistic. Um, okay. Instead of talking about how our podcast is stopping, let's go ahead and talk about video games, since this is going to be our last episode, we might as well make it a uh, fitting one. Okay. So, Cameron! Are you trying to do the Tuesday joke with my name? No, I'm just put, shining the spotlight on you here. You're pretty lame, man. Mr. Cameron. Really ask you Look to at try. that. You should try to dance, because the spotlight's on you, and spotlights mean dancing. <laughs> no one could see me dancing. We could hear you dancing. dance like no one can see you dance, Cameron, because that is entirely the fact. <laughs> exactly. That sounds like a Katy Perry song. So do it, Cameron. Go no. Dance. 
do it. No. All right, then if you're not going to dance, then why don't you tell me about what video games you've been playing? Not that many. Have you been playing Dance Central? As a matter of fact, no. As a matter okay. of fact, I've played one game in the past three weeks since I've been gone. Okay. <laughs> I know, it's pretty sad. Been busy. Um, but that game mm-hmm. is my one game I played, and that one game I played was The Darkness 2 on computer, obviously. So, that was like on sale or something, eh? It was on sale, and I was like, I own this game, and it's awesome, and I'm going to play it again. And 15 gigs later, I was playing it again. So... <laughs> I'm pretty sure Zach's the only one that's played this game besides me. Um, that is true. I've looked at screenshots. Yeah, I, I have not played it. Really work very well because screenshots. <laughs> no. The game looks really good in the motion. Seems to be a game about yes, about the motion. Right. Um, so it's such a fun game to play. I had forgotten how good the gameplay is in general. Um, the 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 quad wielding that Steven couldn't comprehend last time we talked about it is so oh, awesome uh-huh. as it was last time. So let's try to discuss. How is this it works a new here. mechanic or is it not a new mechanic? Well, I'm talking about when we actually originally talked about the game itself, not in the game of the year thing. Oh. Um, we, you couldn't grasp how quad wheeling would work, I don't believe, unless you eventually finally did. Alright, let me try to explain it to you. Okay. So it's like dual wielding. I gotcha. Twice. Nah, I, I'm all lost. Alright, I don't. That's actually not at all what it's like. I know. So basically, <laughs> you got dual wielding like you would, you know, with two hands. You yeah. pick up two different kinds of guns, you know, a pistol and a, um, a assault rifle in one hand. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then over your right shoulder, you have a darkness uh, creature that can at any point in time, while you're shooting your guns, uh, you press a different button and you slash. And it's depending on the way you move your mouse, you'll slash horizontal or vertical. So there's three. And then the, the little darkness over your left hand, uh, pressing another button, which I believe is Q, um, he will attack people, or he will go attack a waypoint of in- a point of interest, like pulling a car door off of a car so he can use his cover, he'll hold things, he'll eat hearts, so there's four. You're now controlling four different aspects of this game at once. So quad-wielding is kind of a weird way to put it, because it kind of implies you have the same function four times, like dual-wielding is having the same function two times, but really it's just like you have two more limbs that can do their own special actions in addition to your two limbs that use weapons. Quad-wielding is the best way to describe it because I can't think of any other better way to describe it. Like Right, I'm just being... saying that's where, I think that's where the confusion is brought in. Probably because, so. you know, you describe it, you one would describe it like I did, which is dual-wielding twice, and that's not the actual mechanic they're working with there. Right. Um, but regardless, it's it's just so cool how you can do so much. It, you, you're shooting these guys, you realize, oh, I also can break this light down that's above my head really fast without having to move my head. Mm-hmm. Because I so I can move forward and still be shooting and still be picking people up and breaking them in half. Um, so it's just a really, really cool feature, and I, I'm glad I picked Neat. it up and played it again. So how far did you make it? Uh, like three acts or something. Uh, it's not oh. a very long game. It only took me like five hours to beat it the first time. Oh, nice. Um, so I beat like the first boss, and I played a few missions after that. So not a whole... I probably could have beaten it in three or four hours if I was continuously going through it, but I, I stopped. So it kind of seems like a silly question, because the obvious answer is you just play what you're in the mood to play, but I don't know about you, but I have 550 games on Steam. Right, and I have like 400-something. I have 507. Wow, you guys really knew that, <laughs> those answers, right off the top of your head. Um, <laughs> you did too. Uh, yeah, but as I was speaking, I was getting into Steam. Okay. Um, how did you decide to play The Darkness 2? I mean, you could have played the Darkness one. Saw it was on sale. Well, I said that. Yeah. Oh, it was on. It was. I didn't see that. Oh. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, because people apparently above hate us, uh, Darkness one is not on PC, even though it's a fantastic game, and I wish it was on PC. Yeah, I remember hearing good things about that. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It had its problems, but it was really good. Um, I think a lot of the problems were solved in the second one. Still a bummer that's not in the first one, or not on the PC. I mean. So would you put this in like the top? Five shooting mechanics you've had in games, like yeah. in terms of just feel. I would say so. Is it better than yeah. Vanquish? Vanquish, Vanquish, Vanquish. Oh, Vanquish. Sorry, it took me a second. Um, but it's such a memorable name. Yeah, yeah, a little bit better than Vanquish. Ooh. So let's see. Your top five would be something like Half Life Two. I don't this. even personally think Half Life has the greatest shooting mechanics in the world. Oh really? It I might, you be, loved it might it. be in the top five, but it's it's a little it's a little shaky for me. But it's still I mean it's still really good and a lot better than some. Uh, so Call what would Duty, you like? Yep, which Call one? Call of Duty Half Life. Well, uh, 
all the Call of Duty games. Okay. And MW2. <laughs> Call of Duty, Half-Life, this. Um, uh, yeah, and then like, Payday 2 had a really good shooting system. Mm, GTA. I, I hesitate to ever say anything positive about that game. No, Steven. Uh, Max Payne 3, maybe, was really good. Would you guess even Dead Space 3? I said GTA 3. <laughs> oh, what about Dead Space 3? No, Dead Space 3 was kind of boring. Oh, 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 uh, Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what it is. Crisis! Yeah. He forgot Crisis! Mm. No, I don't like Crisis. Hey, you right, wanna... let's stop the trolling Cameron game. What, Steven? Um, I'm sorry, are we still talking about great, great shooting mechanics? Nah, go ahead. Um, I was just, I was just gonna say, do you wanna know about the episode where we first talked about the darkness too? Sure. Yeah. It was February 14th, 2012. Alright. It was wow. episode 30, Awkward Chuckles. Our 30th episode, not our 130th episode. It was or that long ago we played that game? It was. And it wow. said, are you ready to hear Stephen, Brian, Cameron, and Zachary laugh about things that nobody else is likely to find humorous? <laughs> then you've come to the very rightest of places. The Darkness 2 and its plentiful no longer beating hearts epitomizes the DV cast's quest to find their valentines, another dumb thing they find humorous, which leads them through lovely games such as Soul Calibur V, World of Warcraft, and Resident Evil Revelations. <laughs> that sounds like a great episode. <laughs> Apparently, we're still doing Bring Your Own Topic back then. But oh, we man. decided to just throw it out the door halfway through the podcast and just talk about random things. So <laughs> were you hosting at that point, or was it like a host? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was me. Rotation. We were also at that point. Let's see. I know it wasn't me hosting consistently. It happened a lot later. Yeah. Apparently, we were still doing Summarize... We had summarized the game in five words back then, so that's kind of mm. interesting. Oh, that was wow. fine. Yeah. Back when this podcast was worth doing. No, all, it's, <laughs> we're doing a, a retrospective because the podcast is ending. This is going <laughs> so to we're be just going to talk about one random episode. <laughs> Remember when we talked about the darkness, too? <laughs> that's our retrospective. Oh, my gosh. That's horrible. Uh, you know, um, so, Cameron, uh-huh. we've been playing a lot of Divinity. Right. You told me about this, actually. I did tell you about that. That um, game is divine. What? That game is divine. Oh, I thought you said it's fine. Like, man, Steven, even when you like something, you can't be excited <laughs> about fine. it today. Best game I've played in the last three years. It's fine. Uh, it's really good. I mean, Zachary, you've already played it. I don't know. How much did you really get into it, Zach? Like, are you still playing it? Is it something you kind of started but didn't really grab you? What was your interest uh, I mean... Like, I want to play more. It's just that there have been so many other things coming out that I want to play more that I kind of yeah. put it off to, to the side for now. But at some point soon, I am going to get back into it, though. And Cameron, I think you would hate it. You well, think? It, but he it hate looks it? like Diablo. It's not. It's turn-based. Is it really? Yeah. It's oh, not yeah, that looks anything like, like Diablo. Yep. <laughs> you would not like this. Actually, you're right. It's kind of a weird, shaky, occasionally glitchy Western RPG that has turn-based battles. Um, yeah, it's hilarious. If you don't like Dragon Age, you're not gonna like this. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, oh, it's it's the For Dragon best. Age three. You might enjoy Cameron. Uh, yeah, I'm, well, it's just because it's gonna basically be The Witcher. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> And The Witcher 3 you might enjoy. So you've All got your yes. Western RPG. No, The Witcher 3 is nothing like The Witcher, Cameron, please. Um, so you've got your, <laughs> you've got your Western RPGs covered for a little while, I think. Yeah. I mean, if you that. even had time to play more than yeah, no kidding. two hours I, of a did game. Did I mention week? I played like two hours of a game, uh, this past three weeks? Cause I played only two hours of a game for the past three weeks, so. That's you actually did? why Cameron hasn't been on the podcast. If you haven't played at least more than two hours of one game, we don't let you on the show. That's not that's not true at all, because we've, we've all come into this podcast having played very little games, and we still had a podcast for some reason. That's so. actually very true. Okay. We're very bad at enforcing our own rules, apparently. Mm. Yep. Uh, but Cameron, you just... Just one of the many reasons busy. why it's time to end the podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, continue. I just said Cameron's been extremely busy. As yes, like. he has. Yeah, I have. It sucks. Yes, it does. You should work to unbusyify yourself. I should work harder so I can unbusyify myself. Yeah. That's how it goes. Yep. Until you are uh, trapped in a hole too deep to ever get out of. I'm just Yay. kidding. You'll get out of it. You're on the way to doing so, I say, without actually knowing if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> we have no idea what's going on in your personal life, but we can tell you're <laughs> almost there. <laughs> There's a light at the end of the tunnel, Karen. Just believe in 
the light at the end of the tunnel. Actually, Tamara has been like playing on the beach for the last two days, and we're like saying, "You'll find the light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find your video games again. Don't worry." It's not a pitiable life, I suppose, but <laughs> yeah, the beach is what basically distracted me this past weekend from playing games. Yeah, well, you played the beach game where you try to not drown in the water when the tide comes in. You just played Journey. No. You're even at the beach with another person. Did you just whistle at each other the whole time? <laughs> His scarf just That's what I do when I went to the beach with someone. I'd buy a scarf and just whistle at them. I need and to play see... Journey still someday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you definitely do. You're missing um, out on our subtle Journey jokes. I know you are. Well, I know they're Journey jokes, so I yeah, can yeah. sort of laugh at them, I guess. <laughs> That's about the best you can say about any of my jokes, though. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. Oh, man. Well, you know, Cameron, you may have not been playing very many video games and clearly wasting your life, but I have been extremely productive. I oh? finally, uh, with the new um, Steam category feature of being able to assign multiple categories oh. to games, oh, yeah, I have the thoroughly sorted every single game in my library. Steven, that's pathetic. I did that two weeks ago. Uh, well... I, I didn't opt in with the beta thing, apparently, so that was my fault. Um, I couldn't do it, but now I can sort, I can look through all my real-time strategy games, all my roguelikes, all my RPGs, all my ah, European you have RPGs, a all my Japanese RPGs, all my Western mm. RPGs. And oh, see, that's fancy. I just have RPG and strategy. I should probably make a uh, Western, oh, I mean, how many Japanese RPGs am I going to have on Steam? Well, Three? I mean, well, first of all, it doesn't have to be technically like Dark Souls, I don't say see as a JRPG, for example. Hmm. Um, Wait, what? Oh, yeah. But then you look at Cthulhu saves the world, and I do. You know what I mean? Like it's not, yeah. it doesn't mean it has to be developed in Japan. But if you go for that style of game, I have doubt ten. Interesting. Is that yeah. enough to sort okay. by? Um. Yeah. Uh. And my strategy is just a mess. There's so many in there. Oh my gosh! I was just one of those can occupy me for like a week. And I, I sort strategy between real and um, turn-based, real-time and turn-based. Real, I, real How many arcs. freaking categories do you have? Um, oh, oh, wow. He doesn't count them. Yeah. There's about 38. Okay, I only have 22. Uh-huh. Are you going to start a studio, Steven? Um, nope. Oh. I got the joke, but I'm just not acknowledging it. Same. All right. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, one really fun thing to me- do, though. I'm telling you, tough crowd tonight. Jeez. Well, <laughs> well, one th- fun thing to do that Brian uh, advised me um, is to, uh, like, give a one to five star rating for your games. Yeah. So I have five different categories for one, two, three, so four, see, five. Let's compare what our one star games are. Okay. I only have two one-star games. I have three. Okay, what are yours? I have Akron. Okay. The Dead Linger. (laughs) (laughs) And the Typing of the Dead Overkill. Oh, come on! (laughs) It was dumb. Typing of the Dead Overkill is not a one-star. The the Typing of the Dead not Overkill was like a five-star. Fine, I'll give it a two-star. It just wasn't as good as the Typing of the Dead at all. But you're right, one-star's harsh. How was it not... You... You... I didn't like the tone they set for it comparatively. Other stuff in two stars. Cameron has wonderful company like And Yet It Moves. And yeah, Gothic 3. Oh. And Skulls of the Shogun. I and think Payday. That, I think people would actually be very angry to find out what I have in two stars. You, are, like, you have like Payday? Mass Effect in there, right? <laughs> yes. And Assassin's I Creed. Have Sands of Time in two stars. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? I have that's ridiculous. I have sword and sorcery in two stars. I've never even played that. Super why Brothers. Have, why do you have sense of time in two stars? Yeah, I tried playing great. it recently and it was horribly boring and controlled poorly. And Wait, you played on the all. PC? Um, it's all it's all because of the combat. Yeah, I played it on the huh. PC. I okay. just can't get past that combat. It's just I don't so remember bad. being that bad, but uh, hey, it made me stop playing it the first time, and it made me play. Made me stop playing it the second time even faster. <laughs> um, but there are also some pretty fair two stars, such as Sonic the Hedgehog four episode one uh, yeah, and Sonic the Hedgehog four episode two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are those are. I have Dear Esther in two star. There you go, one of the Wait a second! Yeah. 
Yeah. I like that game a lot. That'd be like a three or four for me. Yeah. Torchlight two. It's in there. Oh, I don't like Torchlight. No, we need You know what game doesn't shouldn't be in here but is? What? Dust and Allegiant Tale. Yeah, I got it there too. Why I is wish that, a that two game star? had good gameplay? It should be a much higher star. Oh I well. I don't think much higher star is a good answer. A much higher star. No. I, mean, I give this game a much I, higher I wanted star that game. It had the music and the visuals and like so much going for it where it could yeah. be an amazing game, but it just didn't play well. It was too exploitable yes. um, for being an action RPG of that sort. But anyway, um, I did something. I, I've been very busy with non-gaming things this past week, so other than when we can get our Divinity sessions in, I have not been playing much. A couple of things we did. Uh, I played Dota 2. And I'm very sorry for your loss. And I... What? I couldn't understand that game. Like, I kind of just say, nah, games are understandable. Come on, I'll just jump in here, and it's not complicated. You click around, it's basically just playing a Warcraft 3 character. And then I realized that what just makes it complicated is, if I actually want to understand and play it, there are so many factors to be keeping track of that just are obtuse. They aren't necessarily even that complex. They're just not remotely transparent. I understand. Well, I admire that in an RPG. I don't think it has much value in a strategy game. This is one of Total War's greatest failings as well. I had to read a 52,000-word strategy guide before I could truly <laughs> play Total War. And I am not I am not exaggerating. I read an entire 52,000-word. Uh, sorry, not Like page, I said, page. Cameron, you yeah. left that a good time. <laughs> Word strategy guide. So I was didn't leave long enough because he played Dota freaking 2. <laughs> I should have skipped one more week. And Dota 2, it's just like, it's, how are you, there are literally 107 heroes you can play in the game currently. And it's pretty much essential to be playing well, from what I understand, to not only know basically who the heroes are and what their abilities are, but to understand the compositions of five that are both on your team and that you're facing against, how they match up and how you should react to that. Well, I don't maybe- think there's even 200, I'm sorry, 100 plus units in all of StarCraft. I don't think so. No, there's absolutely not. And and each of those units in the way they mesh together is mind-blowingly amount, a large amount of, of tactics and information to, right. uh, to absorb. So when when Brian told me there was over 100 100 heroes there's just I will never ever in my entire life play that game. Never. Yeah. Ever. But how different are they? Like a fighting game could have twenty five characters, but they're all so different. You could never hope to learn all of them. Um, you could spend a week learning. I, mean, I, I have not looked through all of them, but they're extremely like they can get really specific and really different and really varied, and maybe some are more e- the same. But even even if every single one was. Um, slightly varied just a little bit, you still have to know what that slight variance is in order to yeah, get, I know guess what that's to true. fight. Right, and then knowing how to uh, fight against it and where your team should be and okay. on top of that. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to be the devil's advocate here, though. It sounds very similar to keeping track of the stats and information and the weaknesses and strengths of Pokemon, too. And we do that without any problems. That's a good point. Or in Hearthstone, I mean, there are 200 cards in that game or something. I mean, it's possible to learn this sort of thing. Um... Now, so, I don't mean I want to, but I'm saying... No, that. I'm not... I, I mean, come on. It can't be that ridiculous if, like, 10 million people or whatever it is are playing League of Legends and Dota. And I think League of Legends is less complex than Dota. But, you know, it's it's not an impregnable game or else there wouldn't be these massive tournaments of it. However, again, it's just obtuse. Like, it is not easily learnable by just getting into it and grasping it. Unlike some, like Hearthstone or even StarCraft. It's just... The mechanics are unintuitive. They're like, you cannot just pick them up and understand what you're doing. Maybe you should have played Defense of the Ancients first, and then you know what's going on. (laughs) I'm hoping this is something Blizzard addresses in theirs. Um, Partially just, you know, the reduced amount of characters and factors in it. But yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. I would just, and then on top of that, you have that item shop that there's so much. It's one of those, you know, paralyzing amounts of choice things where you just don't even know what you're doing or what you're supposed to do, to the point where they have to put in, in the game, ways to load up builds that people put together that'll tell you exactly what to pick, but mm-hmm. then you don't really know what the build is or what you're doing with it. And anyway, it's just, it's so vast, and I am totally not going to learn that game. Uh, I just have no, 
no desire to learn it in its current incarnation. But good on people who do. It seems like well, a neat I mean, game. StarCraft for me seemed um, insurmountable. Yeah. But not only did I have the motivation, I wanted to, yeah. like, sneak up on you guys and say, I know how to play the game! That was um, really well. And, yeah, it was it was horribly executed <laughs> oh, because I'm just the worst, but <laughs> um, it it was still motivation during the mm-hmm. training portions. But as I as I was training, I understood it. It made sense. Yeah. Everything was very logical. Everything snapped into place. I quickly found out that I... I can't play this game well, and there's a lot I have to learn, but everything makes sense. Everything yes. is learnable. And I think that's true of Dota if you were to delve into it. I mean, I just jumped in with some friends and tried to And make Blizzard sure. made it. Yeah, it was not a, you know, a concentrated attempt to learn the game. That's, you know, I was getting frustrated with Total War games when I was not trying to concentratedly learn them. I think what I'm saying with Dota is it would take that full concentration and that, you know, mindset to, I am going to learn this, and I currently just don't really have room or desire to do it for Dota. Um, I'll see about Blizzard's mobile when that comes out. Um, but yeah, that was complicated and confusing. But we did something else game-related, Stephen. Did we? Yes, it was not a video game, though. Um, oh, we found those paths. Yes, we did. We played Pathfinder. First time I've ever played Pathfinder. Well, yeah, we had a couple sessions of character creation that took way too long. Yep. Um, Then we actually did a a starter campaign. And I don't know about you, but I found it very enjoyable. I enjoyed myself the more as we went on. I have to admit I was kind of bored during parts of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Partially just because the practice scenario is just the worst like it's me. so basic. It's so boring. There, there was a time. giant spider. <laughs> yeah. There are goblins. You knew there was going to be a giant spider that would descend from the ceiling the second you saw a web. <laughs> it was and so just- it's like, I look at the ceiling, and the game master's like, you're metagaming. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I look at the ceiling. Uh, fine, there's a giant spider, and it descends upon you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was uh, just it was- like, the game master's like, it's dark. And then the next turn, a giant spider comes down to the ceiling. <laughs> uh, but I think my favorite part is when we dropped that potion in the lake. And so I jumped in after it. But because my character is so weak, he started drowning. And then one of you guys tried to grab me and couldn't pull me up. And I was still drowning. So it ended up with both of you grabbing me by, like, each arm. We spent six turns trying to get me out of a 10-foot pool of water. After we had just effortless, effortlessly destroyed a crab monster. Yes. that was That was fun, if rather pathetic of us. Yes. But yeah, Pathfinder seems pretty neat. Um, I still think that that type of game um, is too cumbersome with its mechanics. Like, if it's about telling stories, there's a lot it could strip down and simplify. Like, I'm not going there for an in-depth uh-huh. strategy game. I I have way more in-depth strategy games that will give me way better feedback than something like Pathfinder. Well, let's just say that it's um, it's competition... Is mostly comprised of video games. Right. And so, I would prefer these kinds of games to run with their strengths. It can't calculate like a computer can, but what it can do is have a bunch of people in the same space talking to each other and communicating. Right. It's really Uh, about the creativity and, you know, the limitless imagination, which games at some point can't offer or have a very difficult time offering. Uh, and yeah, if the more time you're spending dice rolling and figuring out numbers, like that's, that's stuff. No one wants to do that. Like, well, it's, it's like back there. when we used to play Brick Wars, the, right. the Lego based strategy game. We eventually got we to made the like point a bro- joke version of that that had a bunch of numbers and rules, which they thought was ruining the game and released that. Whole and rule yeah, book. and people liked it, which is weird, but yeah. <laughs> we, we pretty much got to the point where we took out everything, but the most basic of dice rolls. Yeah. And everything else is just make it up as you go. And that was so fun. Right. Yeah. So I think it also, you know, it goes faster as you get more used to this sort of thing. So. Oh, yeah. But it's pretty much like the first, it's the first pen and paper game we've ever tried, or RPG we've tried playing with a group. So mm-hmm. it's been interesting. It is. Wait, didn't you do it once before? Uh, I did like the starter once, but oh. that was, I meant both of us. Oh, yeah. Yep. But yeah, I'm really curious to see what it's like when you actually have a campaign that's designed and not... Um, like that. I think the key for that kind of game, if I was ever to Game Master 1, is I wouldn't be trying to say, okay, now I can make a Baldur's Gate-style game. I would be like, okay, now I can just do ridiculous stuff. Like, it, 
just doing creative, interesting stuff that in quest design that you wouldn't find in the video game is what I would like to do if I created a campaign for something yeah. like that. Yeah, me too. Um, because you can play a billion video games that have goblins and caves to kill. Um, and it's probably more fun to kill those goblins in something like Divinity. Yeah, because it's quicker and more um, and more rewarding. So I think what like interesting conversation, interesting characters and places to explore and things to do that would not be in a video game that makes the party think and interact. Or you and can argue. do you can try anything, right. and it's up to the game master to facilitate that. Key but if the game master tries to railroad you into a town, to a dungeon, to a boss fight, then it's just like, why? What are we doing here? Like, why are we not just playing a video game? Yeah, which is, I think, why the starter campaigns kind of. I mean, they teach you the rules, but they almost are teaching you a a limited way of of campaign building. It's certainly felt limited. Oh, sure. Sorry, so, I'm not having anything to add to this conversation. No, that's fine. You've never played a pen and paper game, right? No, I have not, and I really don't have much interest in it. Well, I don't blame you. They have plenty of uh, downsides. So, alrighty then. Zachary. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that you guys mentioned Pathfinder because I played Pathfinder last night. How did that go? Yeah, I mean, we're, this is like, this is like session five for us, so. You know, like you are a level what? We, we have been well. I mean, like we're only we're only level two <laughs> <laughs> because the past few sessions have actually had like no combat, and it's basically just been getting ourselves into trouble in various ways. That um, sounds cool. Like the thing is, is that like um, uh, our GM actually had like this certain way, I mean, like a certain thing set up for us, and where actually mm-hmm. he had us encounter a uh, a golem while we were traveling. And we were, like, on this uh, lizard that could, like, walk on ceilings. And mm-hmm. he wanted us to essentially be attacked by the golem on the ceiling, be knocked off of the lizard, and fall into the water. Thing is, though, the golem rolled a one and actually fell off and actually <laughs> died. So, basically, he's like, well, that ruins my plan. So, well, you guys just <laughs> keep going. Uh and so we actually. He should have just something like, when the golem fell off, you laughed so hard that you lost your balance and fell yeah. off the lizard into the water. Yeah, like, but that's that's awesome. So, <laughs> so, so instead of that, he had us go through a cave full of goblins and pathfinder goblins. They're actually pretty terrifying and actually pretty terrible. So, um, they're kind of hard to hit. We uh, essentially turned into me having to use my ride skill to get the lizard going at a brisk pace the entire time over the course of eight turns as we tried to get out of the cave whilst, whilst what class are you playing? tried to fight them off. Uh, I am a shark shaman, which is an offshoot of a druid. Wait, I a can, shark shaman? Yes, I can transform it. And, 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 like, I can transform one part of my body into that uh, 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 of a shark one minute per level. Uh, this sounds way better than our Pathfinder game. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds awesome. Um, well, I mean, like, um, uh, our GM is... Like, he's not a stickler for rules, so, like, you know, he lets us, like, you know, have a little fun, have a little, I mean, like, you know, get more creative with our jobs and everything like that. Um, especially with, like, and also, like, we do really dumb things that just, like, that, like, makes him have to, like, I mean, like, you know, change entire storylines for us. So, of course. Uh-huh. So, you like, need to test your game master. Yeah, so, I mean, like, you know, that's been fun, which actually, um... But, I mean, like, right now, though, we, like, I guess fulfilled our, like, our primary quest. So now we're just, like, you know, kind of chilling in this town. But then uh, there has now been a rash of, like, I mean, like, a rash of murders. And they are apparently being, they are apparently being perpetrated by a ghost. And so we're now trying to hunt down this ghost. And uh required me to, uh, me and a friend of mine, to sneak into a tower um, it at the middle of the night to go find the room in which the latest victim was at, and I tried to climb it first, but my climb was only at, like, 15, and it's a sheer, like, steel wall, so I just slid down. Uh, um, and so then I... So then I just took one of my, like, throwing spears, broke off the tip, tied a rope around it, and threw it up in, up into the window and climbed up that way. Uh, well, nicely done. There you go. This is um, way more interesting than your guys' game. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I completely agree. Well, again, we were doing the starter, so there's really not a lot. It was literally written by the people who made the rules of Pathfinder, and they yeah. are not very original people. Yeah, the, the thing is, is that, like, um, uh, RGM, it hates those things. 
Yes. So basically, you have a good GM. Yeah. So basically, for us, with I mean, like you know, my first time um, um, uh, with Pathfinder was basically he just gave me a quick rundown of the rules and stuff, and basically just and basically just I mean, like you know, basically just set it up to where I could learn as we went into yeah. like a like you know real campaign. Yeah. The difficulty made, with our really fun. Exactly. The difficulty with our GM and our group actually is none of us have played Pathfinder before to uh, any okay. large yeah. degree, so we're all yeah. learning it as we go. Yeah, um, my friend. So how do you know your GM? The books and has read them all thoroughly, so he gotcha. knows everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Well, how how do you meet this group? Did you just have a friend who's doing it? Or? Uh, through college, actually, like a few years ago. Oh, really? I've actually known them for like five years now. Yeah, I know we cool. play games every once in a while. So it's um, the same people you tend to do like board games and stuff with. Yes. Neat. Yeah, and, and yeah, same group. It's just that he had the idea to do a Pathfinder campaign, so we all agreed, and uh, nice. We are here now, but. Most fun, though, I had last night, though, was that, um, thing was, though, is that, like, before all this happened, though, um, we were actually trying to figure out how to get up into the tower to actually, um, uh, get to the body because it was being guarded because, like, you know, it's a murder scene and whatnot. So, I actually used my power to speak with animals to, to basically barter with a crow to, um, uh, to fly up into the window and actually go take a peek for us about what was inside the room. That's awesome. <laughs> Turns out that crows aren't aren't like Trustworthy. incredibly um, uh, descriptive in terms of in terms of what is like in rooms. Granted, that's that's that is more or less playing to the strengths. Of, I mean, like yeah, I mean, like you have our GM who 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 played a who played a dumb crow very well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How much do you guys like get into your characters? Do you roleplay them at all, or uh, we roleplay, but we are not afraid to go like you know outside of the box. You know, um, uh, we aren't afraid to go to go meta if we need to. Okay. Which I mean, like you know, like um, uh, our GM isn't a stickler for that. Like you know, some really really hate it if you go meta, but he doesn't care. I now I have a lot of experience with people um, hating when you break character or loving to break character all the time just by role playing in World of Warcraft. You give me a lot of different people um, with very very different ideas on how to be the best role player one can be. Um, <laughs> yes, I tend indeed. to like the ones who take their characters, not necessarily that they're overly serious characters, but they don't take them too seriously. They don't. They don't take the game too seriously but have a respect for it at the same time yeah um that's my some people almost just use their characters as like avatars to just have you know hang out chat room conversations with everyone in the town which is kind of obnoxious if you're there to actually tell a story on the other hand if the if the player is obsessed with staying in character at all time and taking pride in knowing all of the lore and expecting you to do all of the exact same things, that's even worse. <laughs> so, <laughs> I assume we do the same thing with uh, Game Masters. Yeah, I mean, like... I, I mean, like, we typically, like, stay in character, but, I mean, like... But, like, being in character isn't too different from just, like, you know, who we are because we typically, like, you know, build our, I mean, like, you know, build our characters mm. just around who we are as is, I mean, like, you know, case in point, the one guy, like, in our group who is a bit of a jokester plays a jokester in our game and tried to cast Steelbeard on somebody as a way, as, as, as a way to, like, disguise them. Okay, and, that... that that it it was not going to work because it just lasts a one minute per level and like you know two minutes of a steel beer. <laughs> um, well, clearly I'm basing my character in Pathfinder off of myself as well because he is like an 80 year old war veteran <laughs> whose leg was almost chewed off by a war dog, um, and he's now learning magic to compensate. Um, so it's me all over. <laughs> Well, you uh, did base it on breaking your leg. That that's a good point. <laughs> As I hobbled up to the elevator, Cameron I'm like, I'm this conversation too boring to continue with. Cameron, I'm here. You all... Okay, <laughs> all right, you you He's dropped out here. Of the I went somewhere. Yeah, it said you dropped off for a few seconds there. Oh, weird! I thought everyone stopped talking. Huh? Nope, nope. We all, all right. got bored at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, everyone. But, yeah. That's I've, cool. 
I will say, though, that beyond, you know, the Pathfinder stuff, though, I'll just say real quick that um, mm-hmm. for the past week, I've been playing nothing but Tales of Olivia 2. came out last week. <gasps> so it replaced Risen 3. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I uh, like I put, like, 64 hours into Tales of Olivia 2 so, so far. So, uh, <laughs> I have been doing nothing but playing that, like, all day and all night. For the past and week. are you nearing the end of this tale? Yeah, I think I'm near the end. It's Zillia? just that uh, they're, like, the game starts you off with owing the bank, uh, 20 million gold, so, like, you have to, like, oh, pay it's like that Animal off Crossing. Yep. to actually, like, um, uh, to progress in, in the story, you have to, like, you know, pay off a bit of the debt, mm-hmm. side quests and stuff, so, like, you know, some people don't like that, I love it because, it, because basically, I really love side quests in JRPGs, so. Yes. I like just doing side quests, so. I'm okay with, like, you know, going out and finding items or going out and killing a certain number of monsters. That's totally fine by me. Yep, like the side quest in the last story. Oh, no. Apparently <laughs> good. Well, actually, um, this game actually does something similar to that, which I think also they, they, they I guess, took a bit of uh, inspiration from, like, you know, more Western RPGs, especially uh, Mass Effect 2, which I guess, like, which I guess, like, popularized the concept of, of oh, having, like... Missions? Yeah, like, yep. well, I mean, like, you know, just having a side quest that is, like, you know, all about this one party member. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is that works really well in a Tales game. Yeah, that's 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 simply what Delia does two does because the game takes place one year after the events of the first game, mm-hmm. and like it's a brand new main character, but you meet up with all of the other like guys from from the first game, and you essentially get to like you know catch up with with like you know what they've been doing over the past year. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, and you, I guess, like you know, help them out in some way to like you know mm-hmm. achieve the goals that. That that they set out um, to do at the end of the first game, uh, and it's just it's 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 been fun, really, because I mean, like the thing is, is that like the concept of I mean, like the concept of a direct sequel doesn't happen often. I mean, like um, uh, um, uh, with RPGs, and, and like you know, like in, 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 you know, like when it does, it's usually not very good. <laughs> Or just uh-huh. weird. Yeah, like, I mean, because, like, you know, trying to, because, um, because like, you know, most JRPGs are usually like, a very self-contained like contained kind of story, and trying to, like, create a new story with within that world usually just feels, like, kind of, like, superfluous, doesn't really feel like it's actually, mm-hmm. like, a, like, uh, necessary thing, it just kind of feels like mm-hmm. doing it just for the cash. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, whereas this game, it actually like they actually make it feel like it like it matters within like the context of the first game, and like you know, like you know, you know, like all the new events happening, it doesn't feel like I'm wasting my time. So I mean, that, like good. that's 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 got, like the like highest amount of praise that I can actually like, keep on this game is that like it's it's a direct sequel that just doesn't feel like a cash grab. My favorite Japanese RPGs are almost always the ones that do not waste my time, or at least waste my time less than the other ones. Um, I, I, I personally think that's one of the biggest problems with JRPGs, is that they get so caught up in trying to make their games 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 plus hours um, that they forget to actually put reasons to keep playing within them. They just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Um, so that's nice, at least. Yeah. One I mean, JRPG that was a sequel that I actually liked a lot was Dark Cloud 2. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, no, like, uh, Dark Cloud 2, I mean, like, that was a sequel that I felt, like, pretty much improved upon, like, everything that was in the first game. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, I think in that sense, like, you know, sequels like that definitely are, like, noteworthy because they tend to fix problems in that which were found in the first game. Whereas in, like, yeah. Whereas in, like, you know, other games, I mean, like, some sequels, like, the first game never really had, like, a, I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, like, no, like, the first game in the series really didn't have, like, a lot of problems, and, these, and like, these sequels just more or less, like, they, they can, like, um, they, they can, like, um, uh, either, like, just do what the first game did, just with the new, like, you know, layer of paint or whatever over it. Or they can like you know try to change things up 
and then in the process either make it better or make it worse. And mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of sequels I think do typically tend to actually make it worse in terms of like them trying to just like, when, like you know, bring in new systems or like like and like I mean like they usually like, tend to like overcomplicate what was already sometimes a very complicated battle system in some RPGs, yeah. and yeah, it just sure. doesn't come off as something that I want to continue playing. Whereas mm-hmm. Zillia 2, like, like, all of the, like, gameplay, like, additions are very welcome. It's, it's, it's all, like, it's essentially, like, it, 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 I mean, like, for one, it, it, the game gives you more control over the growth of your character than the first game did, which I enjoy. Um, and the battle system has been made, like, more convenient, I guess, in terms mm-hmm. of, like, the systems that were in place weren't very complicated, but it makes them even less complicated now. So, Gotcha. That is much better. But I'll also, I guess, say that uh, since it is um, a Tuesday, uh, I, I'm i totally playing the new, like, I'm, I am totally playing the new, like, 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 Dark Souls 2 DLC. I'm not waiting for midnight. Of course you are. For that to, yes. For that to come out. Uh, but, I you can't know, wait for uh, the next Dark Souls DLC. You will have to wait till next week to find out exactly what I think about the DLC that I'm playing right now for Dark Souls 2. There you yeah, go. You know, that's what this podcast needs for cliffhangers for the next episode. Hey, that's Cameron, a- what's your cliffhanger? Wait, next episode? Yeah. I might play a game next time. Cliffhanger! <laughs> <laughs> My cliffhanger is I might have something actually interesting to say about Pathfinder. What about you, Steven? Um, the the podcast isn't actually ending. There's going to be an next episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's a key. Yeah, I'm going to give cliffhangers for an episode that will never exist. Oh, oh man, keen it up here. Well, Cameron, I feel like you might be bored after Pathfinder and Japanese RPGs for a long time. Um, so I'm going to throw you a bone and let me okay. tell you how I sp- how I spent um the other night, um leveling up my fishing skill in World of Warcraft. So I realized And that we're I actually out of time on this podcast tonight. Sorry. I, hey, hey, I went and sat in the Barrens and pressed one no, for like 30 minutes. Go. <laughs> That's great, Steven. I'm proud of you for your stick-to-itiveness. You're welcome. Someone's typing. <laughs> it's not me. Me. I was I was not typing. How oh. dare you imply such, such such a terrible thing? We always nope. pay attention to the podcast and only the podcast. No, there's no typing going on here. All right, okay, fine. I I believe you, Zach. I believe you. <laughs> I don't what if Brian? Know. What if he's playing Typing of the Dead? <gasps> Are you gonna be mad? I, he shouldn't. That game's a one star. Jeez, <laughs> it's a uh, one star okay. game. <laughs> All right, let's let's get out of here. Uh, thank you, everyone, for coming. <laughs> um, of course. It was yep. wonderful. Nah. <laughs> Come on, your negativity has gotten to me, guys. I'm. This is a terrible podcast. What are you talking Don't about? Don't you understand no. how much we depend on you to keep us I together? know. It was somewhat of a light week for most of us. Um, but, I mean, that just means our other weeks will seem comparatively not as light. I do not subscribe to the conspiracy that the more video games you've played the more things you have to talk about the better a podcast is i do not believe that okay so i think next I week is going to actually be worse than this one what i think oh my gosh is, is there any way you could stop being negative even when you're positive <laughs> or negative i'm being positive about this episode you're saying by you're saying the next one will, will be worse next one will be worse <laughs> that's logic all right i mean See, I'm not sure I agree. Cameron always has way more to say when he has something to say. There's no guarantee I'll have something to say next week, though. I didn't say next week. I said sometime in the future we will probably have more to talk about. Oh, sorry. I just forgot to announce that I've actually quitting gaming altogether. I've never been a game in my life. Oh, that's a good cliffhanger. Good, 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 good. (laughs) This is great material. Cameron, can you you wait to announce that next week? Shoot, I've already announced it, though. Just beep it out. We'll say Cameron No, I, I would have beeped it out, but he had such conviction in his voice. He was actually a bunch of reverb, and it's Dang always it. so god Wait, now. <laughs> That's just stupid. All right. Whatever. Uh, th- yeah, I already thanked you all. So thank you, people, for listening. Um, I hope you found our conversations scintillating and fascinating. 
I can say simple ending, but I can't say fascinating. <laughs> Something wrong with me. <laughs> Check us out on the interwebs at thedvcast.com uh, or on Twitter at thedvcast. Personally on Twitter, I am Lord Meldor. Stephen is Stephen Kelly 180. Cameron is Dell 90 Watt. <laughs> See, Are you, you need really to change trying that. to remember that after all these years? Still know you need to change that, man. No. Dumb. All right. <clears throat> Dell 90 Watt AC. And Zachary is Faison Nasher. We are a production of Whales Are Whales, which has shows like this with people like us. Uh, check it out at whalesarewhales.com. No, oh, X- shows like us, uh, shows with us and people that are us, basically. It has other people. There's one other people. It not actually announced yet, though. Uh, it has a lot of other people when you can't guess we get on our podcast. That's a good point. Train Station at 8. Okay. Shout out to that, because we are in Season 2 now, and we've changed the format, and I think it's a lot better. Wait, Transition 8, right? Yes. Okay, you just... I never heard the name of the show. Yes, Transition 8. It's rad. Check it out. Uh, coolness is that. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And until next time, because there is apparently going to be a next time. <gasps> dun, dun, dun! Have a week. This is great material.